0: gospel of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, my step-grandfather, he was the third man ever recorded in South Africa that was baptized in Jesus' name. I never met, I never know who Brother Moore was. There was a Brother Moore from America that came over in Cape Town and preached the gospel and the message of the baptism in Jesus' name. There in Cape Town, and as soon as he step out from the boat, take his luggage, put it there on the beach and, beach and start to preach And my my step-grandfather, third uh, man ever baptized in Jesus' name. My grandfather from my dad's side, he was one of the Trinitarian leaders, three of the Trinitarian leaders of an organization. And every morning, uh, about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, he get up, going down uh, at the house, going down on the farm, down on the dry creek, have his Bible, a pencil in it, no flashlights because they didn't have money and that didn't have flashlights at that time and then go pray for an hour, hour and a half, and then open up his Bible there in the moonlight, and whatever his finger is pointing on, make a circle around and put a pencil in there, and then went home and go sleep further, and then as you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is see what Scripture the Lord have for him in store there. And guess where did he open up? One of the mornings, Acts 2.38. And start to realize that is the way you need to be yeah. baptized. So from that lineage, I became the third generation apostolic minister, preach and baptize people in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. I'm pretty excited about it because that is the only name that I see in the Bible that we had to be baptized in. As a, mat, as a matter of fact, I always, in, it is in the last couple of years that the Lord had changed my focus, not just to the apostolic churches to have crusades with them, but also start to befriend a lot of the Trinitarian pastors, befriend them, and, and have crusades with them. People look at me and say, Brother Murray, man, <laughs> are you wacko? You know, that is out of the norm. How in the world can we get this precious gospel to them by debating them? It don't work. Right. It just don't work. Right. We create so much and make so much more enemies by debating with them. Right. So that what I had found was right. the best thing to do is befriend them, have crusades with them, and while you befriend them and have crusades with them, the truth will always come out. I have no doubt in my mind there is only but one God. I have no doubt in my mind men had to repent of their sins and they had to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I have no doubt in my mind that people had to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues because that's scripture, that's truth. Truth will always come out. As a matter of fact, they're Trinitarian brothers and sisters. And you said, Brother Murray, how can you call them my brother and my sister? they still brothers and sisters because they still preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Whoa. They might not yeah. have the full truth, right. but that is our obligation to know. take that to them, befriend them, and share this precious gospel with love and capacity to yeah. them. Right. And right. guess what? Since I've done that, I saw some things happen. As a matter of fact, this last week, I saw something unique uh, over the internet. Internet is pretty good uh, to some extent. In some extent, it's pretty bad because I always tell the people it's no more time to put your, your uh, face on Facebook, but put your face in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. If we just spend half of the time in the book instead of Facebook, wow. man, we will, we will have a blast. Hallelujah! We won the whole world for Jesus Christ in zero time. Hallelujah! So something very unique popped up here, and um, that night. And I know there was something very tricky with the Roman Catholic Church. And you know, I'm not here to downplay any organization and stuff like that. But I know they were pretty tricky in the past and stuff like that. And I know something is coming out somewhere along the line because the Bible said that the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. You have never in your life saw an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and also the outpouring of the truth of the Gospel of Jesus Christ that you will see in our day and age. Yeah, right. How it's going to happen? It's going to happen just across the street. Our fellow brothers that used to be baptized. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now he's going to baptize in Jesus' name. That is the truth. revival that's coming. Mark it on your calendar. Not just by the ones, but by the hundreds, you will see Trinitarian churches will baptize in Jesus' name. I know that. Because in this last week, I just pick up on the internet and stuff like that. The Hebrew... Um, Gospel of Matthew. If you look in the the Gospels, all the Gospels was addressed to certain groups and stuff like that. Matthew addresses his his audience to the Hebrew nation because they were expecting the Messiah. And the Messiah, Matthew, tried to explain to them that Jesus Christ, he was the true and loving Messiah that they expected. Well, there is a Hebrew, hallelujah, Gospel of Messiah that come to the foreground and I saw that in the last week the shortest verse that you will find in the Bible you'll find in Matthew 28 verse 19 it's not just it's not John what, 14 26 Jesus wept the shortest verse of the Hebrew chapter and verse Hallelujah, is the Hebrew of Matthew, addressed to the Hebrews. Hebrew, Matthew 28, 19, simply say, go. go. No more. Go. Now all the Trinitarian scholars start to remit about this because this is coming out now on the Internet. And they start to say, hey, now we start to see why didn't the disciples baptize in Jesus' name, in the book of Acts, because nowhere that Matthew had said, even in the Greek, Matthew said, Go baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. So somebody sneak something in there. I know the truth will come out. Yeah. I know that. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Rome thought they were smart, yeah. but Jesus said, I'm going to outsmart you. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he did. So the scholars start to rummage now and and say, hey, this is the true baptism, the baptism of Jesus' name. That is how we baptize. So last year, I went to South Africa. We had a crusade. We had worked with the Stratarian pastors for the last two years now, had a crusade with him. And in that crusade, on a Saturday afternoon, we sat and talked in the tent with him and his wife and some of his family, and there was a... A, a Methodist uh, a deacon also sitting in the midst, just, just, he's about 50 some years old, about that short, you'll just love the guy, you just, man, you, you, you just, you love to hug this, this man, He's just full of the love of the Lord and stuff like that, and while we're talking here about the baptism, finally, you know, the pastor said, I just don't see no other way, and here's the, here's the issue, I did not just come there and preach to them baptism in Jesus' name. It was the first time that that pastor in that village, that pastor, his wife, had ever had a white person sitting in their living room. When I'm talking about the living room, the whole house is just about the size of this platform. Sitting in their living room, eating from their food on their plate. First time a white person ever did that. It impressed her so much that she was just enough. So when we start to talk about the baptism, and I explained to that, Lord, just open up just like that, Praise because God. she saw she saw not just somebody stand on the pulpit and preach, but somebody that come and said, "Hallelujah!" Don't matter the church. That the church was so in such a. Very unique in the Venda tribe before you eat. Something we can learn also in our culture, before you eat, they will bring a bucket, they will have a jug and then with a towel, and they will pour water over your hands and you wash your hands and you dry hands. Very clean when you come to that area before they eat. Because of the culture that they are in, there is not a lot of hygienic product, a product, product that they have up in the mountain they had to make as much as possible even whatever comes to the hands going to the, to, the, to the stomachs and stuff like that to make it as clean as possible. And sitting and eating with their food, she was just she was just enough. So when I brought the baptism in Jesus' name to them, she just looked and said you know, I just don't have no argument because I saw something true Come into my house. They don't look at the skin of my colour. Because of To the church service. He was a village next to the village that we had to crusade. He went up and he went to the pastor, the preacher, and all the elders there. He said, Listen, this church service is only going from 10 to 11 o'clock. That's it. No longer. 11 o'clock, we close up. I got an appointment. I need to go to the crusade. I We baptize him in Jesus' name. <laughs> Later last year, I went back to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> we had met a uh, medical pastor, sat second top of a year man. He had saw the two church buildings on the pictures. The one was a ten shack building, which we had for Pastor Patrick, that was a crusade. The other one was building. That church, church building used to be a thin shack. But what they did, this is a workable workable church group here. They don't just stand with their hands up. They took all Bibles and fixed it up and tried to make as the best as they could, solve their Bibles, and start to lay foundations, start to build bricks, and start to do it and work with themselves. Somebody here and there help a little bit and stuff like that. But they built themselves a beautiful church building and stuff. That is where we did, sunset. said that they went, the sewing project, work with These people just love to come, to work, not just stand to stand. When they receive that sewing machine, this is how they greet. When you come to them, you say, nah. And then the ladies will say, ah. That is how they greet. In thankfulness that you are there with them. When you give to when you give to something, they say, ah, they're very grateful. When they are very, very, and something a very special gift, the ladies will come and lay down on the ground, that's just what you saw in the pictures, lay down on the ground before you, and just on the thankful floor. Not worshiping you, but just lay of thankfulness of something very special that you give to them. Even Pastor Perswana, you're so Pastor in When I give Pastor Perswana, a sister through Bible, and the like devotional Bible, both him and his wife, Went down to the ground and lay down on the faces on the ground in thankfulness. Just for two Bibles. We get Bibles for free, and guess what we did when we get home? We just, you know, you toss it on the table. No, not so. This is how grateful they are. And very excited about it. So we said to Pastor Pristana and his wife, and we talked. This is what I always. The Lord had with me in the last couple of years. How can we build a church if the foundation is not in the right? You had to, you can teach about prophecy, and a lot of people want you to, to be a prophet, come lay hands on them, you know, prophesy with them, or come and pray for them to be healed and stuff like that. That is fine, and all you do it. that the stuff that we need to do. I Don't get me wrong. We're supposed to do that kind of stuff. But first things had to be done first. And the first thing you have to do when you come to God, you have to repent of your sin. Yes. Yeah. It's plain, 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 simple as that. Okay. The second thing you have to do, you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you don't do that, everything that you built on top of that is building on sinking sand. Sin. You are not going to last. You are all the onslaught that's coming after you. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. as yeah. simple as that. If that foundation is not right, right, then you cannot do anything on top of that. So whatever you build on top of that is sticking sand and you ain't gonna work. That is the foundation that I always and the principles that I always work. When I befriend this material pastors, we consult with each, else, each other and we take the scripture. First scripture I ask them. Or first question I ask them. What do you see and how do you see the plan of salvation? Well, a lot of the Trinitarian pastors there in, in the mountains, in the bullets heavens, and stuff like that. Whatever gospel came to them, they also, you know, prophecy and, and all kind of other stuff, except repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name and stuff like that. And I know that the Lord is going to lead us to that. Then I asked them to explain to them how they see what they must do to be saved. When they gave me the things, then I take them to the scripture and said, let's read what the scripture says. And after two hours sitting with Pastor Persuad and his wife, both of them jumped up and said, I don't care what the church is going to do. Please come back because Monday morning, come back Sunday morning and come and preach for me. Because Sunday afternoon after the message, they're going to take us and baptize us as in Jesus' name. We don't care what the church is gonna say. We don't care what the elders or the deacons is gonna say. We don't care whoever that money is gonna say, this is what we're gonna do. Because we see that in the scripture. That's right. Hallelujah. That's what we have. The foundation, yeah. if it's right, now we can go. That yeah. Sunday morning after we minister to them. Guess what? We have baptized Pastor Braswana, his wife, thirty-three members, all of the leadership. Uh, Thirty-three uh, members in Jesus' name, now remember right. that you are right. yeah. Let yeah. 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 so, uh, yeah. not debate with them. You don't need to debate truth. Right. No. Truth will set you free. Yeah. Yeah. When you open up truth, truth will come out. It's plain comes simple as that. Yeah. So this year we also had three crusades in one uh, conference with Pastor John. Pastor John is here a flu, Bible uh, college that is registered by the government of South Africa, the highest accreditation highest that you can find in South Africa. You can get your masters, you can get your doctors, you can get your honors, whatever, what is the, whatever, the highest degree you can find in theology you can find on his curriculum that we have to start recognized by the state, uh, the, the country of South Africa. So we had, we had a conference, uh, conference with him over Easter time. Something very unique. That is why I wanted to tell you, brothers and sisters, don't think, because you are not on the pulpit, don't think that you are inadequate to do anything for God. That's right. Because God did not call you just to sit in the pew. Right. God called you he called me in a special, special area. He called Pastor Pruitt in a special area. He called everybody. We are not alive. He's going to use what you got. Just take something that you got presented to him. He'll use it and bless it. Yeah. It's not yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Don't you think you're inadequate? But well, I don't know how to say, what to pray, how to do. No, you don't need to do all the adequate stuff. I saw that with my own eyes. This year, it is what John said. John said, I must decrease so he can become increased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a drummer that played in that conference, a young kid. He had a moa. It's the worst drum playing you can ever hurt in your life. <laughs> it will make a cat and a dog sick. I never heard such mess. I thought, Lord, how I cannot even sing. You don't know if, they, if you have to sing in C F from G, I minor, G minor, or Gregory John. I don't know what you have to sing. it. Hallelujah. It sounds so bad. And I mean, he hit it so hard. You can hear nothing except the drums. Lord, help us. But God took that one kid. There was a young boy. He was eight years old. Mom and dad went to Small resort, the young boy went to lay on a diving board by the swimming pool. His dad looked over to him and he saw the kid, his head is just picking up and then going down. He just didn't look normal, so his dad running over there to see by the time he got there, the blood coming out of his nose and his ears. Didn't know what happened there, his wife came passing by and grabbed him, and when she grabbed him, she got electrocuted too, They didn't know what's happened. So they finally shut the switch down and realized somebody around the extension cord running under the diving board, make a splice there, didn't take nothing up. That electrocuted that uh, 220 boards uh, uh, when run through, that's just an African currency, right? Run through that springboard and stuff like that and electrocuted the board. Mm-hmm. Actually, electrocuted was so bad that half of his brain was right up. the doctor said after the second doctor's cat scan and stuff like that there's nothing that you can do half of that brain is gone Amen. but here is the God that we serve I wanted to say this to you you're not inadequate God wanted to use you because you got a special gift spiritually and also physically Thank that you. God wanted to use you he wanted to use you your new talent and you give it for his kingdom's sake that is why he brought you into this congregation. To make what? We are not all the head, we're not all the feet, we're not all the nose and the toes, we all make part of one big body. Ooh. That is to assist to make us stronger because God gave you something in need to fulfill to make this body here in this city, to make this successful and for his kingdom. So this church building and the next two, three years is too small you got to break down the walls to go bigger. Yes. All right, God right. yeah. took that pumpkin that, Lord sure Somebody helped me, have to teach him. The Saturday night, lay hands on that young boy and pray for him. The Sunday morning when that dad came by, you saw the picture of the dad holding, with the young boy holding him. That was the young boy. A Sunday morning when that young boy went up, both sides of that grave functioned. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was not the bishop. It was not the preacher. It was not the adequate speaker. It was not the adequate trainer. The prophet could not even see the angel. The donkey, the old dumb donkey. He ain't even talking. Finally he said, hey, stop beating me. Don't you see the danger here? <laughs> I thought he'd be the prophet. But now I became the prophet for the prophet. <laughs> the dumb donkey. <laughs> yeah, <pastor. laughs> so we had the crusades. But the crusade were Pastor Patrick. For the last year we worked for Pastor Patrick as the one with the tin building, the church building, saw so the picture. When it came around the corner, we met Pastor Patrick before, uh, this, before the crusade and stuff like that, didn't talk, space would half familiar, but I couldn't have a picture When it come around the corner, when I come around the corner and I saw that tin sack, I know that tin sack. Because 12 years ago, there was a lady that went to that church. I baptized her, and my sister sue me because she used to work for my sister in Jesus' name. Glory, God, now we have a crusade with them in this. We had a great time in that crusade. Sunday morning, one of the brothers was teaching from South Bend. He was teaching. He do not speak a lot. He's very smart, very brilliant in what he's doing. Design engineer, we design a lot of the brake systems for uh, 747s and stuff like that. Very brilliant, but I don't get a lot of chance to to elaborate and stuff like that uh, in the church because the church is pretty big, things like that. So he got a chance to teach and he taught, and he had a question and answer session afterwards. So finally the pastor come up and he requested, so he throw some questions out, there. and the church throws some questions. So finally the pastor said, he said, brother, well, please come here. So I come there and we ask the questions back. Explain to them Matthew 28, let you read Matthew 28, verse 19. What does Matthew 28, verse 19 say in to the Greek? He said, Go therefore, baptize the one in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's read what the scripture said. Did the scripture say, Go baptize Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? No. What he said? Go baptize in the name. All of a sudden, the light bulb started picking up. So as the pastor, we had 21 young people and older people stood up to be baptized. Right. I asked the pastor, you want to baptize them? He said, no, you got the truth, you go baptize them. <laughs> uh-huh. So I baptized them in a swimming pool. So that one lady that was hanging like that in the blue, she nearly drowned. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it was the most funnest baptisms I ever encountered in my life. And I need to say this because a lot of the black people they don't like just put their heads under the water some place because they don't have all of the stuff that we as white folks have, you know. You know, nice showers and bathtubs and stuff like that, you know. It's bad is you bathing outside, you know, make a pot and you just wash up and stuff. Head under the water hat. <laughs> That's a miracle by itself. Baptizing Jesus' name is the miracle on top of the miracle. So a lot of them don't want to go under there. The water is called through the top of that. Brother, I had so much fun. I laughed baptizing people in Jesus' name. No, no. I never laughed so much in my <laughs> life. People look at me and say, Man, you're you funny, make fun of it. No, I didn't make fun of it. I finally said, God, man, my God, son, you keep on baptizing. That- you keep on laughing. One of the young sisters, she fell flat, flat there on the ground. She laughed so hard. Hallelujah. because was one of the young boys, but to show how tough he is. Jump in that cold water when he hit that cold water. He nearly died of a heart attack. She fell down with laugh, we baptized. Hallelujah, twenty-nine people. Great. Don't know in Jesus' name. What oh, <laughs> yeah. was also a miracle on top of the miracle was Pastor of which we baptized eight people. When they were done, they had finished up before we had the, the, just uh, when Sansa was done, they finished up eight baptismal robes. Eight baptismal Last year when I baptized the 35 of them, they, that's how they baptized. You know, you go down to the creek, you saw them in the creek, you go baptize down there. <laughs> you go around the tree, that is where you're going to change. Yeah, they come out, they just have a towel around them, and you go baptize them. So, Lord, said, son, Maybe we can make some Baptist rope, so this is with the program of the baptism rope, you know, a little, bit, a little bit more appropriate because a lot of times, you know, you don't want to show the pictures, so and they'll say, ooh, that's more <laughs> <laughs> <Bless laughs> <Bless laughs> you. you You when you come out of a concert, you, you go to a different concert, and you just look at your statue, it's well, Let us just come down to earth again, Thank you. Know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So they had finished up eight baptismal robes. And we had baptized eight people in Jesus' name And yeah. that service. God. So God, to eight and eight, he just worked everything in harmony in that, that eight people in Jesus' name. He was the most funnest man there. Also, that with them. the other projects, well, the ladies do their projects. Next year, what we're gonna do is, we're gonna have the ladies also, do some more solo projects managed to buy two more sewing machines, one or two more sewing seeds, and it teaches them how to do more different sewing and stuff and things like that. And then we wanted to also try to buy them a bigger um, conventional uh, oven, so we can teach them how to make certain products. That will help them also that they will bake that, sell it, and also finish up their projects. Now, men, we have to try. While well, the ladies have the fund there, our men go out in the bush, because there's a lot of farms right there that we have special prices that we get some of the animals. A lot of animals there. So the farmers have to eliminate X amount of animals per year. So our, our men, we go and we go hunt some of them, we harvest some of the animals. So what we do in the school, with the animals after we harvest them, we have to bring them back, we cut them up and package them up and then, for this particular church this year, raise up over half the money to finish up the tile floor that the project that we have. So 70% of the money that came in from the meat project, the church had to go and find some, some people that wanted to buy the meat in the villages, they sold all of the meat, and we finish up more than half of the tile floor that we raised that. The 30% of the meat, we take it to the poor, the orphans, and the others. Now it's the most honest thing. You'll pick up 10 of the poorest families that live in that village. Now you come with a package of meat, you come with a packets of cornmeal, 12.5 kilogram cornmeal. That is the major food that they eat. So you bring it to the poor people and you give it to them, their houses. It is the most intriguing thing that you will see in your thankfulness in the heart. Because they don't get meat. They love to eat meat. But they don't get meat. And this is what they, they asked. The brother said, please, when you cut up the animals, get the stomach also for us. He said, the stomach? Yes, the stomach. You cut the stomach open, so you wash the stomach, inside the stomach now. And you wash it real, it's very good. And then you cook it in a pot and you boil body up. And you get all of this stuff out. Then you cook it in some more cleaner water. Clean water. And all of the stuff, you said. then you cut the stomach line, you cut it into little strips, and then you put it in a pan, and you fry it, put the result in, and fry it, and you eat with a bowl, and you call it pop. Pop is like, um, almost like grits here, down south. It's made of cornmeal. you make it so stiff, so you eat that, and you eat, take a little bite of the stomach liner, and you pour it. And that is the main thing that they has for because that's what they like to eat. And it is fun for them. And they are so grateful. Stomach liner, go to the restaurant and ask them, please get me, I I need a piece of stomach liner with with, uh, uh, baked potato and uh, green beans and and pork. Guess what you're gonna get? I don't (laughs) think with them. Stomach climber. But there is so much excitement in that. So we also feed the poor people. We don't go just to the local congregation. We go into the village yes. and also show that people that Jesus is not just about getting the work for them, but Jesus is also there to feed them and help them also. Oh, Lord then to God. I we have also the fun times. brother and sister. if you said, brother, I, I, I don't know what to do. Can you have fun with old people and young people? Can you just hold an old man that you saw in the picture? Hold him down, 90-some years old, hold him down, see how far he can kick the ball to get a prize? Can you do that? Sure you can do that. Can you use an old lady that is also 90 years old, hold her hand so she can kick the ball also, and to see that she can win a prize, and all the young people can cheer down. Can you do that? Yeah, then you can come to the mission's field. Because we utilize you. We want you not to just come and sit in the church building. Hallelujah. And when you come somebody, pray at the altar, can you just lay your hands on somebody? Hallelujah. You don't have to sit out of words, but just lay your hands on them, and they feel so, hallelujah, grateful that a white person come and lay a hand on a black man or a black lady. Can you do that? Sure you can do that. Hallelujah. We would love to have you come and utilize you. Also in the year outdoors, I never know or notice or think about. You know the water balloons, the little water balloons that you can have so much fun, all the young of them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it's like the old people tell yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell You you yeah, yeah, have 70, 80 year eighty-year-old people have a, a water balloon toss and go back and toss them back and forth and poof all over them. Hallelujah, they laugh each other. They don't frown, they don't cry. They laugh and hug each other. Had a great time with the young, young people. You know, the kids, gentlemen, can you, can you have fun with that? Yeah. Sure you can have fun with that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you invite them to the church service. You give them some, some toys and stuff like that. They'll come to baseball hats. Would you come to the church with a baseball hat? No, you will not Because you would look like a hillbilly. <laughs> Am I right? They went down. and said, what's wrong with that? Like, this weird, he said, I'll just share just some stuff with you. You give that, you give that baseball hat to them there on the field that you have to games with, guess what? They come with that baseball hat to church. They don't care, man, if it's a Chicago Cubs, hallelujah, or Detroit Prestons, uh if it's said, you know, I serve in the USA Army or something like that, they don't care what they say. I'm a mascot, they're not, the best they don't care, man, I'm a human, they don't care. Whatever they say, human, they don't even know what they say, human. Hallelujah, <laughs> <laughs> they have to act and they have a smile on their faces. <laughs> this is mission's work for us. So, you year here when I go back, Lord, next year I plan for you work out for me and my family, which will be my wife, San sent Ben Matthew and Stephen, that's in the house, go for two and a half to three months. We'll put that thought first. that we'll do. So, next year, if you want to come normally, February, March, and April, you can come along with us and pick some time out. We'll have some some uh, times that you can come and pick some times out. Please come with us because we want to utilize you. Come and feel, come and see. Say, well, I, I'm not a preacher. I, I explained to you, you don't need to be a preacher. I'm not a singer. You don't need to be. If you are, that's fine. I'm not a singer. I'm, I'm not a musician. It don't matter. Uh, can, you, can you shoot? I don't know how to shoot. Well, we'll teach you how to shoot if you're man. Ladies, can you sew? I don't know how to sew. Can you, can you bake something? Sure, I know how to bake something. We can utilize it. You would not know how far one recipe that you teach them can make a difference. Bringing people to the gospel of Jesus Christ because while you teach and while you're going out, while you have that Bibles, this is what you're doing. You take this booklet and you give it to the people. You don't need to be a scholar. This booklet is in six different languages. What you see in the Afrikaans language, you see the Afri- language that I speak, you'll see in the English language, you see it in the Northern Surtur, the Shona, you even see it in Spanish if you know Spanish, and also in the Venal language. So when you talk to somebody, you don't need to talk to the language. You just go to the English version that you know. You can read that, you can read in the Bible. And you show them all. That is salvation right there. And you and give them a Bible book. So that is what they do when, when they sell and give the stuff out to the people. Because that, we give it free to them, and that, they give it free to the people. We don't sell that. Can you do that? Yes, you can do that. Old and young, you can do it. Well, love to have you come along with. Now, for the ladies, the young ladies, if you want to be a missionary, you're more than welcome to be a missionary with us to South Africa. You can come along and spend some time there with us. If you want to come next year, you can spend some time with us. In the Vendor track, they had a custom, hallelujah, they had the custom that the ladies do basically everything. Men will love to Vendor because, guess what? You sit there on your chair, you sit there on the your rock, hallelujah, there on a fire. But outside you just sit there. The wife, we saw the lady with the five-gallon on the head, that was full of water. She had probably walked about five or ten blocks, some of them maybe half a mile to two miles, some of them the little kids had to build the and put the water bottles in and go get the water. So you had to bring it up in the mountain and stuff like that. Yeah. Guess what, here come mama, she had this. Mama also had to pick up the stick you know, to keep the fire so mama is very important in the house, and then when mama get there, mama is keeping the fire going and she's cooking the food and make coffee, and papa is just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> <They're working>. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, me brother. <laughs> so if you want to be a reason you're more likely to come. In. I'm just, that custom's not to change. Yeah. I some of the older folks that, that way up in the sticks there, do that will good. back. But that's got to change. I just say that to bring, bring a smile to face. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is to everybody. Yes, that's right. I am there very grateful go. for Pastor Pruitt, which is also the mission director for the NBFC. NBFC has always a us and my family first class. I wanted to sue you, uh, some of your office have also helped us in what they have done. So, what I show you up there is not about the Morais work. I don't have the work. I just go the Kingdom of God. And together, we go the Kingdom of God. I'm just going to prove it's an honor to be right there at the forefront, on the spot, to be able to, to be that link. But if your link was not there to link the link, to get the link going, not just in your financial, but Things could never happen. So I want to come today to you and say thank you very much for your support, your love, your kindness which you're always a children to be, for me and my family. I salute you and I thank you.